Hello to everybody who wants to take their earrings out and their high heels off. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. If you're somebody who just wants to jump to the phone call, I get it. The intros have some info in them, but maybe you're not into that. You don't want to jump about 15 and a half minutes. That's how long the intro is. I explain my COVID situation. I plug my new special. Uh, If that's not stuff you're looking for, all good. Go about 15 and a half minutes in, and the call picks up right about there. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. That's right, seven years running, bringing you phone calls, one human being at a time, people getting their stories on record, everyone figuring out life together and learning how to appreciate individuals for whom they are, everybody telling their stories. Now, you can tell my voice is a little off right now, and I have to apologize to everybody in Denver, Boulder, and Highland Park, New Jersey, if you're planning on coming to see me in those shows uh, unfortunately, I had a crazy week, so took my kid to see wrestling Wednesday night, went out to Queens, Arthur Ashe Stadium, saw AEW. It was awesome, and uh, it was Cal's first wrestling matches, and man, did he love it, and it meant a lot to me, and my good friend Colt Cabana got me backstage. My son got to meet the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page, and it was lovely, and it was lovely, and uh, afterwards... I noticed that my voice was going a little bit, and I noticed that I had a tiny cough, and Hallie said, should we be worried about that? I said, I don't think so. I think I just, I had had some shows earlier in the night, and then I was yelling during the wrestling. I said, I think I just pushed it a little hard. Turns out I was being obtuse. I flew to Denver. I was going to do a show at the High Plains Comedy Festival. Next night, I was going to do Naropa University. And then I was going to come home. And then on Sunday night, I was going to perform at Pino's in Highland Park. And unfortunately, around 7 p.m. on Thursday, I got this crazy headache. And I'm in Denver. I'm going, this has got to be altitude sickness, right? But I was texting Hallie. She goes, you better test, man. You're going to be in a room using the same microphone as all these other performers, let alone all the people attending the show. Just take a test. Wouldn't you know it? Came up COVID positive, And it kicked my butt, everybody. They got the new vaccine. I was scheduled to get the vaccine, the booster, on Monday. I scheduled my appointment to get that booster on Monday when I got home, and it just got me before I could get there. If you, I know I'm not trying to get into a debate about vaccines. I'm just saying, if you're somebody who takes the vaccines, get the new one. I know. I know it's annoying to, I know that it's uh, really annoying to, to have to always go and get new ones, but this variant kicked my butt and I'm hearing from a lot of people who also got it who's saying the same thing so public service announcement out there oh boy you don't want to get this one schedule that variant or that vaccine don't schedule the variant you don't want this variant I got the brain fog see I got the brain fog everybody schedule that vaccine booster for yourself and your family if it's your thing because you don't want to catch this one I've been stuck in a hotel room in Denver for 72 hours now and I'm going to be here for 48 more before I'm allowed to fly home and again, huge apologies if you're going to come out and see me in Denver or Boulder. Uh, those two got canceled. And then Highland Park, we're rescheduling that one for October 1st. So if you had a ticket for that, you should be getting an email about it. Um, what else do I have to discuss? Last week's episode, not surprisingly, 
ton of feedback. The Facebook comment section was was really popping off on that one. This was, of course, our call with a guy who had gotten involved in a, a secret internet love affair with someone who had a boyfriend. Um, his physical health in real life wasn't great. It was stressing out his mental health to be involved in this. I gave him a lot of what I was calling tough love. And there was a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback. I knew it. I said in the course of that call, I said, I don't know if I'm handling this call right. And I got called out on some things in the comments section. And I love that I did. I can take the note. I can hear it. There were some people going, you know, you, you, you claim to always be on the caller's team. And this one, you were saying the tough love thing. And I don't know if you were always on the caller's team. And I saw a few comments like that. And I sit there, I go, I got to do some soul searching about that. Because yes, I, 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 there were many ways in which I empathize with the caller. There were also many moments where I felt a need to go, we got to draw some lines here about responsibility. And I don't know if I did that right. And some callers think I didn't. Thanks for letting me know. I always try to do my best and I'll, I'll try to be on top of being better. Even more commonly, I saw a lot of feedback that was really valid where there was talk of, I mean, there were so many moving parts to that call, right? There was a lot of talk of this other guy who got involved in this situation at some point who went through someone's phone and sent screen grabs to the boyfriend. And this was a part of how everything hit the fan. And our caller was pretty upset at that guy. And I was saying, I don't, I don't want to focus on that guy. I want to focus on you. And, and a lot of people jumped on something that I think is really valid. And that I want to cop to a lot of people said this idea of someone going through someone else's phone and screen grabbing stuff. It's a real violation of trust. That's theft of information. There's, aspects of that that feel stalkerish there's a lot of stuff that's really serious there that you don't want to just brush aside and it got brushed aside in the call really valid criticism really valid criticism and i said this in the comment section and i've got to say i love the beautiful anonymous facebook community it's the reason that i'm still on facebook i see a lot of people saying that too on their own of like i would have left facebook except for this group to me facebook is pretty much just the beautiful anonymous community because people were able to call me out on that and then they were willing to let me put my side of things out there and it felt like all of us were in the service of like how can i do it better next time because i was even able to say I've got someone in my life, and I'm not going to share too many details and make it worse, but there's a, a friend of our family who has dealt with a stalking situation that's so serious for years. And I hear the stories of it, and I go, ooh, wow, this is really scary. I don't want to say too much about it, but part of why I'm a little on guard with some personal information of mine at this phase of my life and career is because I had a situation where someone on the internet was crossing some lines and making me feel like, like, like I, I was getting screen grabs of something someone was posting about me from people going, "Hey, are you safe with this?" And I, I had to, I had to deal with that. So I, I understand that feeling of digital safety and people crossing lines and, and information there. What I said in the group that I stand by, which is not meant to be an excuse, but an explanation, is the call had so many moving parts. So many different people involved, from the caller himself to the girl in Canada to her boyfriend to this other friend who had screen grabs to the person stealing the information from the phone and the other people that were being leaned on as confidants in this. And, and I did hit a point where I found myself in a self-serving as a host fashion going, 
I don't know who all of these people are. I don't know how to keep all these balls in the air. And I don't know how to account for a story with this many moving parts and people involved. So I just got to focus on you and, and, and what you have to say and ways in which I think I can offer you insight or reactions or accountability. And in the effort of doing so, I did, I did brush off this really scary moment, which the caller should have been upset about and people should have been upset about. And thank you all for letting me know that I should have been a little more upset about it because, um, to just swipe that away as if it doesn't matter of, but again, this whole story, people having secret internet relationships, meeting up in real life, stealing information from each other. The whole story I go, this is just, there's, it's, there's a lot of dark stuff and actions being taken. And that was a tough one. Got a lot of feedback, but that, that Facebook group and the, the level of discussion and the humanity in it, I don't know if the caller saw it, but I think, would feel good about seeing the people who echoed some of the tough love while also telling me, Hey, might've been a little too tough there, dude. That might've crossed away from tough love to just tough in a way that wasn't always the most fair. So point taken note received. Thank you all for challenging me to be better as a host. And I will do my best. Also want to tell everybody you're starting to hear at the ends of calls I'm asking the caller to stay on the line because we're doing a new thing where we ask them more questions and get a little bit more info on their lives. I'm very, very excited that I will be announcing in the coming weeks we will have a Beautiful Anonymous bonus content subscription service, and we're working really hard to build it in a way that feels cool, reasonably priced, worth your time and money, where if you are a fan of the show... It's a way that you can help us keep the show going financially while also we're aiming to give you content that I think is right on target with the type of things you like about this show. So if you hear me mentioning that to callers, understand it has not launched yet, but when it does, any call that's already aired where we have harvested this bonus content, it'll be up there and it'll be sitting and waiting for you. So it'll be a nice packed out thing for you to sink your teeth into and that should be launching in the next couple of weeks speaking of things that launched wanted to take a moment to tell you that i spent a couple of years doing a show called a father and the son and it's got a whole bunch of funny jokes in it it's stand-up and then it takes this turn towards me thinking about my dad who is a great dad but who was not a very emotional guy and who at times I would say growing up was maybe not the most emotionally available, although he was a great dad in so many ways. And a lot of it is about how since I became a father, I came to understand some of his choices more, some of his reactions to things more. I tell a very epic tale as part of this show about how far dads will go for their kids, especially back in the 80s, 90s. And some stuff that my dad pulled that was really wild that I always laughed about and that I still laugh about, but that I get it now. And I'll tell you, I recorded the show for Audible. Came out last week. I did three nights at the Audible Theater back in May. A lot of you came out to those tapings. Thank you for doing so. If you're on Audible, you can listen to it right now. If you want to go sign up, go get that free trial. Listen to it right away. I'm going to say this. I am so grateful to be on Audible. Um, I didn't have much notice that it was coming out. I've gotten some promotional materials, but not a huge push. 
And this tells me that it's on me to shout to the hilltops about the fact that this is a good show. And then I think you'll really like it. I think the beautiful anonymous fan base in particular will like this one. Um, I think there's been a funny thing in my career where the beautiful anonymous fan base, you are the people who have had my back the hardest in recent years by far. And I have so much appreciation for it. But I also think that the beautiful anonymous fan base was never one that was totally prone towards comedy. And comedy's taken some dark turns in recent years. Comedy has become sort of driven by some bullies at times. And it has this vibe of a lot of the most popular things in comedy now are audience members and comedians getting in verbal altercations and these videos going viral on TikTok or people doing specials where they kind of kick down at different marginalized groups or shout about cancel culture in a way that makes me roll my eyes and I'm a comedian. So I get it. But I will also say, I think you guys know I'm not interested in that aggro style, that alpha male style. It's, it's not who I am. If I pretended to be that just to try to stay up with comedy trends Wow, would that be a sellout move? But instead, what I can still do and what I'm very proud to do is tell some funny jokes, tell some stories, some things that hopefully get some big laughs along the way, but also pull some different emotions to the surface. That's always what I've aimed to do with my comedy and what I'd like to think I'm still good at. And if you're somebody who is maybe a little tired of all the videos of people fighting with the crowds or comedians coming off as sort of aggressive bullies. And I, I want to say this too. I'm not trying to start a fight with those comedians. Go make your money. There's people who are good at that style. And if they can go make their money right now and jump in on the trend, go do it. It's a down stretch for me as far as what's in demand with comedy, but I'm not mad that it's out there. I am saying that I think I am a counterpoint to it. And if you want to go on audible, the show is called a father and the son. And as someone who supports me, I have a feeling this one will be right on target for you. I really do. So, um, again, didn't have too much of a heads up on the release date, didn't get too many promotional materials, and I would love it if somebody at Audible reached out and went, hey, what happened on Tuesday that all of a sudden we got thousands of listens to this thing out of the blue? And I'll go, that's the beautiful anonymous familia stepping up to the plate right there. That's what that is. So I think everybody knows. when I When I feel a little bit... Like it's on me, my back's against the wall. Maybe I've been, uh, maybe I've been uh, forgotten a little bit off to the side. That's kind of me at my best. So help, help me out. I'm having a tough week with COVID. Go listen to that special, and let's uh, let's go ahead and send it up the charts with some thumbs up and some positive reviews and and whatnot. All those things you can do to help artists. Thank you guys so much and. I hope none of this comes off as me biting the hand that feeds me because my experience with Audible was lovely and remains lovely, but I can just feel the promotions on me. So I'm stepping up to the plate and I know for a fact the people listening to this right now are the ones most prone to step up and help me out. And I really think you'll enjoy it. And maybe someday I'll tell you how my dad reacted to the show, which was deeply meaningful to me and stressful. But first, I'll give everybody a week or so to actually go hear the show. Now, this week's episode of Beautiful Anonymous, it's great. Much more laid back compared to some recent weeks. Uh, the caller is very much down to go wherever 
It needs to go. I think we can all agree. Andrea Quinn, who's screening the calls now, very, very good about picking people who have a lot to say but not necessarily the most firm game plan. She can really sense who's out there who fits that bill. We talk a lot about being parents in this one. And then there's some tales of wedding stuff that's going to make a lot of people go, no, not okay. And we'll hear a lot about that. And then it bounces around in a few other directions. It's a lovely call with some funny parts, some drama parts, and in general, some chit-chat parts that I think you're really going to love. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Enjoy the episode. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Hi, how are you? I'm feeling pretty good. My voice is a little blown out because I did shows five nights in a row this week, but... um, I was picking up on that a little bit. You sounded hoarse. Yeah, I uh, just a lot, just a lot of stand up shows, but they've all been fun. And you sounds like you got a little one running nice. around. I do, yeah. I'm a stay at home mom, so got a two year old with me. And actually, I was telling Andrea I've got another one on the way that we just found out about. So hey, congrats! Pretty exciting. Thank congrats. you. As someone with one it. child, I have to ask you: <laughs> Why would anyone ever do this twice? Honestly, like the entire time I was pregnant with her, I was like, I'm not doing this again. Like you couldn't pay me to do this again. And now I'm like, well, it would be nice for her to have a sibling, like a little cohort to run around with, I guess. So we're doing it. All good. See how it goes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so. That's awesome. Congrats. And if the little one needs Thank any you. attention, you take your time because I'm a parent too. So if, if people, if, Thank if the you. little one needs a, a few minutes, you go take them. And if anybody listening gets upset about that, <laughs> I got your back parent to parent. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it can be uh, a little crazy during the day over here. So oh, I appreciate I that. I get it. I had some, a lot of uh, bluey going this week. Uh, been feeling kind of nauseous a little bit, so it's been a little bit of a lazy week. I'm trying to get her outside and run around a little bit so I don't feel so guilty. <laughs> Can we talk about how Bluey, which is a show I think a lot of our listeners maybe <laughs> don't know about because it didn't exist when we were kids. Yeah. Bluey yeah. is like not just one of the best kids shows of all time. It's one of the best shows of all time. Literally. Literally. Yeah. I I find myself like watching it. If she's down for naps, I'll like turn it back on when I'm like finally eating my lunch or something. And I'm like, this show is just so good. I can't believe I'm still watching it while she's napping, but it is really good. I don't know. A lot if... of uh, valuable lessons. Oh my goodness. And it's like eight <laughs> minutes an episode. The dad, yeah. Bandit. Listen, Bluey and Bingo's dad, yeah. Bandit, is the best dad I've ever seen in action. And I'll watch ever. it sometimes and be like, I'm never going to be as good a dad as Bandit and Bluey. <laughs> and then, yeah, I feel the same way about the mom. I don't know what her name is, even though I've seen like almost all of all three seasons. But yeah. I'll tell you, I th- I don't know if I mentioned this on All the show before, but there was one night where Cal just, he couldn't sleep or wouldn't sleep, however you want to phrase it. Mm-hmm. And he kept waking me and Hallie up. Um, and he actually, actually, no, he, 
this one, I'll give him credit. He wasn't being a total pain. He was sick. He was stuffed <laughs> up. So he kept waking up. Okay. But it kept waking us up. So I said, okay, oh. I'll bring him. Let's go in the living room. And you're not sleeping anyway. I don't want you. You're waking up me and mommy. So now I'll just be she yeah. can sleep. And I threw on Bluey. And I figured mm-hmm. he was going to watch a little and I could fall asleep next to him while he watched. It's so like three <laughs> or four in the morning. This episode yeah. came on entitled Rain. Have you ever seen the Rain episode of Bluey? I don't know. Possibly. I feel like I've seen so many. But tell me a little bit more about what happens in it. Maybe it'll Call ring her? the bell. They don't say a single word in this episode. Okay, okay. And by the end, like I said, they're what? The episodes, I think they are about seven or eight minutes each, right? Ten minutes tops? Seven or eight minutes, yeah. Yeah. Eight minutes, no words. I was bawling, crying. I was crying so hard because it really, it's the best. It's amazing. This whole episode, if you want to skip ahead, I'm going to spoil it. (laughs) But it's like, it's a rainy day, and I think it's just the mom and Bingo are home, and Bingo keeps causing trouble around the house. Yeah. And then the mom is, like, without any words, just, like, clearly mad, and then the rain stops, and mom puts Bingo in rain boots, and then Bingo goes and jumps right in a puddle, and then comes right back in the house and makes a big mess on the carpet, and the mom had just been cleaning the carpet, and then she... Sends Bingo out again and cleans it all up. And then Bingo comes in and makes another mess. And then eventually the mom just like lets out this defeated sigh. And instead of yelling at Bingo, just goes outside and starts jumping in puddles too. And is like, I give up. So, But it was just such a good lesson as a parent. As like sometimes kids are a pain in the ass and you can either get mad about it. Or you can allow them to turn you into kids and you can have fun with it too. And it's easy eight minutes at a time when you're an animated Australian dog family. It's easy. (laughs) There's going to be times where I need to get frustrated or yell at my kid and regret it afterwards and feel horrible. But I was sitting there crying of like, I got to enjoy it. And also I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, moms do so much that we never even notice or thank them for. (laughs) It's like moms do everything and we don't even notice. It's definitely given me an appreciation for my mother now that I'm 35 and have almost two kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because you are constantly just like cleaning up and, you know, it sucks when you're having someone come over to your house because you're just like constantly cleaning and then they're constantly like coming behind you and wreaking havoc. (laughs) It's really sad how sometimes we'll have guests over and we will spend all day cleaning just to convince them that we don't live <laughs> in complete chaos, which we do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I don't know why we spend so much time trying to cover it up when people get it. Like they, they know that kids are little terrors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of our friends at this point too, if they're coming over, a lot of times they have kids as well. So it's like they 100% exactly. understand, but also, there is a part of me that's like I can't, I can't have people see the way I really live. Right. Can't see them. Let them see me falling apart. No. <laughs> the amount of dishes that are exactly. constantly in the sink, and and also again, Hallie yeah. handles it. She holds it down and holds our lives together. Yeah. And I'm like, 
the amount of stuff that I feel so bad because I'm like, I'm an idiot. And I grew up with a brother and we were both dirtbags. And the amount of stuff that she'll be like, hey, I have an idea. When you shave, maybe you can clean up all the hair. And like, not just the ones that land in the sink, Mm. like look on the counter to see if there's hair there and you clean up that hair. Right. So I don't have to clean up your hair. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. I thought it all went in the sink on its own. (laughs) So much of that. Exactly. We're like, I'm dirty and I don't even see it. It's bad. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like women pick at stuff a little bit more. Like it's more obvious to us for some reason. I don't know if it's like ingrained in us since we were little or what, but... I think my husband and I definitely pick at different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit more of the clean freak and he's a little, he's very hardworking. He's, um, he supports our family obviously. So I can't give him too much grief, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to listen. Yeah. I do want to say I want to make sure I know what you wanted to talk about today because I would we can talk about Bluey and parenting all day and I think people would love it. <laughs> but also, this might be the one hour you get to not think about that stuff. So I also want to just put that out there too. Well, um, honestly, I was telling Andrea I was just calling to shoot the shit with you because I'm a big fan. I've been listening to you for years now and really admire you and the work that you do and the community and everything. So, thank you so much. Um, really, just wanted to call and chat with you. I you're very funny too. So I figured it could be an hour of some good laughs. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. And okay. Yeah. And, well, then if we're just shooting the shit, I'll say before we go anywhere else on the topic of parenting, which who knows, I'm sure we'll come and go yeah. from it. I will also say this Yeah, is that, uh, not blowing smoke and I'm not trying to make you feel better, but mm-hmm. just to make sure you know that people are out here and see it. Being a mom is harder than being a dad and being a dad is pretty hard at times. And I just want you to know, I am aware of it and I see yeah. it. And also, being a stay-at-home mom, the amount <laughs> the amount of societal stuff that still rolls downhill to moms in general, let yeah. alone stay-at-home moms, is really, yeah. really weird. It's really weird and right. omnipresent. And even in this society that's supposed to be more enlightened and feminist, it's there is just yeah. a mountain of nonsense that rolls downhill to stay-at-home moms. Well, I just thank want you to know you you're that. seen. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That means a lot to me because, you know, I was working and I tried working for like the first year and a half or so that she was younger until she got mobile. Things got really difficult, but I was working from home and, you know, dragging my laptop from room to room and working on the playroom floor most of the days. Um, But yeah, it definitely, it's a hard job. I mean, it's, like not just eight hours a day, you know, it's like she gets up at six and like we go and go and go until like nine at night. And now she's in the phase where she doesn't want to sleep in her bed. So she sleeps with us every night. And then it's like another hour of old McDonald had a farm while we're like trying to lay down mm-hmm. and just finally get some sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you for acknowledging that. That means a lot. Yeah. What kind of what line of work were you in? 
Um, I was a recruiter for a pretty big bank, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did it for like twelve years, but wasn't I wasn't really going anywhere with the job, and really just hated being in the corporate world. It was actually really nice. I'm kind of like an introverted extrovert, I guess. So when COVID hit, it was kind of nice to actually be at home and not have to go into the office every day and socialize with everybody. Um, I feel like that takes up a lot of my my batteries. So it was nice working from home until, like I said, she got mobile and then stuff got really difficult. And I actually, the week I quit my job, she had fallen off of our kitchen table and like her bottom teeth had busted through her lip. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, oh, I felt no. horrible because I was like, in the middle of a meeting in the corner of the kitchen and like why was she even on the table oh mm-hmm. i felt so bad but after it that happens, my husband though. was like all right we gotta yeah he was like we've got to make some decisions like she's she comes first and she needs like all of our attention and you know if i was going to continue to work we'd have to pay for a sitter and really i wasn't making enough to pay for a sitter so well, it, that's it evened out, I guess you could say. That's one of those things. Daycare is not cheap. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, it's one of these things where it's like, if you're working a job that you like fine enough, but it's not particularly fulfilling on a soul level, that's yeah. one of the things that we're not talking about. You know, there is the, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of strikes happening right now. There's a lot of workers who are mad. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are pointing yeah. out regular people are, are stressed and man, and it's yeah. it's one of the big things I think is, you know, there are people who work jobs and they need to get daycare for their kids because of their jobs, but daycare exactly. is now so expensive that the job barely pays for the daycare <laughs> or doesn't get you much profit on top of it. So it's like, so I'm going to work eight hours a day for a bank that takes care of me, but I don't feel passion yeah. for it so that my kid can be raised by someone exactly. else and I'm breaking even. What is right. this life? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. That is it to a T. Yeah, I um I was listening I think one of the either the last episode or the one before you were talking about how it's like I feel like you felt like it was your responsibility to kind of speak up because it was like you know, people with I'll say like lower paying jobs, you know, eventually they might be in the same position that you had previously been in, so you felt like you needed to like step up and kind of advocate for those people as well as advocating for yourself. But I I do think we, I just think we all need to take care of each other. And I think especially me living in New Jersey, there's a very, there's a Jersey is the most densely populated state. So there's an aspect of this state no place else has, which is that pretty much anywhere you are in New Jersey most of the places where people live, you could drive 20 minutes in one direction and you're looking at a mansion and you could drive 20 minutes in another direction and you might be passing a trailer park on the highway. Uh, that happened to right. me last night. I, I did a show in South Jersey where on the way there, I passed trailer parks on the highway. And then the show was about 20 yeah. minutes from an area of the Jersey Shore called Harvey Cedars, which is notoriously fancy. And I mm-hmm. sit here, I go, okay. Everyone needs to take care of each other. And the 
you know, the yeah. whole the American dream is that you start and you work hard and you build your way up and you go from, you know, working class to lower middle class to middle class to upper middle class and that your family, if you are a hard, if you have a hardworking family and things break the right way, that you can make it happen. But it's it's not happening for people anymore. And I feel like if you are right. at all in touch with your empathy, let alone your own family's mm -hmm. roots, and you can remember, like, I knew my grandfather who spent his whole life yeah. stacking shelves in a supermarket. He lived two blocks away yeah. from me. He was an immigrant from Ireland. Wow. I knew him until he passed away when I was in high school. Like, that's enough of my life to look at this person who fled Northern Ireland because there was danger and violence for people yeah. like him. And then he worked yeah. his ass off his whole life. And he was still working when I was a little kid. Well, the point isn't to become more stable and then forget about your roots. Right. The point is to get more stable and yeah. say, now I'm in a position of stability where I might be able to be one of the people who helps. And I think that has to be all of us. Love that. And uh, yeah, we're not, absolutely. we're not doing it in this country. And it's because no. a handful of billionaires right. want to fly around in space instead. <laughs> right. Exactly. Money not well spent. Not at all. Well, at in all. my opinion, you know. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy times. It's crazy times. And I'm yeah. in incredibly lucky to be in the position I'm in. I've worked very hard, but I'm also so aware of just, you shouldn't have to choose between, do I want to keep a career that I went to school for and that I identified as a big piece of who I am at my core? Or yeah. do I want to ever see my kids? That's the choice I need to make. That's an right. unhealthy society. You for know? sure. I completely agree with you. I can have a job yeah, and I'm never not, see I mean, my kid or I can only see my kids and get boxed in as a single mom, which people have all these weird unsolicited opinions about. It's not healthy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, went to college and like, you know, I really felt the pressure to go to college and you know, get a degree and everything. And then it was like, when I was working, I never even used my degree. So honestly, looking back, like I kind of regretted getting my degree because it was just like an expense that I had to pay for, you know, once my student loans popped up, I had to pay for those myself. And, you know, it was like, why did I do that? I'm not going to use an interdisciplinary studies degree for anything. I literally, like, chose one of the easiest degrees to get because I didn't really want to be in college. Same here. Regret it now. Same here. I'm, I'm, both yeah. my mom and Hallie get mad at me when I say this, but... College. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And sometimes I've gotten in yeah. trouble because I sit here and I'm like, college is a scam. Don't do it. And that's, <laughs> I, I understand that. that's, I take back all that. So I, a retraction yeah. on every time I was like, don't ever <laughs> go to college. But if you are a directionless right. kid and you don't have a plan, I think it's totally oh fine gosh. to wait until you figure out who you are a little bit before exactly. you commit to it. 
Yep. If you are somebody who goes, like, if you're somebody who's interested in a job that a full four-year college might not be necessary, people would be shocked right now to realize working class jobs are in some cases now cultural because Mm -hmm. it's a cultural judgment of what makes a working class job because look at what electricians can make right now. Look at what plumbers can make right now. There's a lot less people doing jobs that involve like grunt work on your hands and knees. And because of that, some of the people who do it have figured out how to make bank and God bless them Mm -hmm. for doing so. They deserve it. Yeah, seriously. I agree with you completely. Yeah, that was probably one of my regrets in life is getting my degree because I'm like, I'm not going to use it. And when I was in school, I really wanted to originally be, all right, all right, I gotcha. Originally, I wanted to be a social worker and then started to look in the paper and I was like, oh my God, $10 an hour? Like, that's it? And at the time, I was making like nine fifty an hour. And so I was like, oh my God, like I could just do what I'm doing and, you know, not have to go to college and make the same amount of money, basically. And that that just takes the passion out of everything, you know? I was like, I found something that I was passionate about, but wasn't paying enough, so I put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to ask yeah. you some questions to see if you've been through your version of it as well, because I want to give you, here's what I can offer yeah. you as a parent is there's certain things that I wish I had an anonymous platform to have said them because (laughs) there's certain thoughts you have as a parent that you would never say out loud. And I want to ask you some questions to see your version of them, if that's okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. (laughs) Do you have any friends who, when your child was born, the behavior of your friends was such a letdown that you now have friends who maybe don't even realize that they're dead to you. Do you have any of those in your life? Because I have some of those. And that's a good point to pause because any parent out there just went, mm-hmm. So one of the things they don't tell you is that you will have some friends who just dropped the ball so hard. And I've been on both ends. I know who they were for me. I also know that I was that guy for some friends of mine who had kids along the way. So I, I'm not even don't, I'm not even judging because I've been on both sides of this coin anyway. The answer will crack open some conversations you will not believe. We'll be right back with that and a whole lot more. This might blow your mind. I know it blew my mind. Did you know over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? I read that and a chill went down my spine because I'm like, that's absolutely true with me. Think of all the free trials you've signed up for that you forgot to cancel. Think of the things you got that were entertainment-based or professional-based or fitness-based that you used for a little while and meant to come back to and never did. It's terrifying to think about how out of control all these subscriptions can get, which is why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money subscriptions for everything right now and rocket money is out here to help you keep tabs on it rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending 
and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they spend about 80 bucks on their subscriptions, when in reality, that number is closer to $200. Think about that. When you're signed up for so many things, the streaming services you use to watch one show, right? Or free trials for delivery, and then you never use the delivery service again. It's really easy to lose track of all this stuff. With Rocket Money, they help you. They make sure you don't lose track. You can easily cancel the subscriptions you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times. No annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all that work for you. They can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com beautiful. That's rocketmoney.com beautiful. Rocketmoney.com beautiful. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I started because I, it, I had a feeling it would be good for my gut health, and it has proven to be so. But also, I'll tell you, I was tired of taking big handfuls of vitamins, and then I go on the road and I got to prepare a pill box and and it's hard to keep track of what's what, and I'm somebody who will tend to slack on that. AG1 makes it so simple. I drink it in the morning. I drink it on an empty stomach to just let me start my day right, make sure everything's absorbing, and it's all in one place. I don't need to take multiple different pills and remember which one I took when. AG1 puts it all in one spot for me. I shake it up in my bottle. I get that powder dissolved, chug it down. It's my breakfast every single morning and it makes it so easy to remember to take my vitamins it's hard to keep up with those supplement routines right when you got a million different products and i'll tell you since i've been taking it i very very quickly will tell you my energy got better my digestion got better and it 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 really was eye-opening it was within the first week of taking it i was like oh i straight up feel better it's just one scoop of powder and water once a day and it makes it so easy and so simple, and it's part of my routine. The all-in-one foundational nutrition formula makes it easy for me to cover all the bases. That's important to keep in mind. They've got 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food-sourced ingredients of high quality in every scoop, okay? I mentioned my gut health, boosted energy. People say there's stuff in there for healthier-looking skin and nail hair and nails, it's delivered every month, which makes it super simple. Also, I've got the scoop that I do out of the powder. Also, those travel packs are no joke. When I go on the road, put a couple travel packs in my toiletry kit, and then they're right there every morning just with a bottle of water. It's great. Makes taking care of your body simple. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash beautiful. That's drink. AG1.com slash beautiful. Check it out. Thanks again to our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. Do you have any friends 
who, when your child was born, the behavior of your friends was such a letdown that you now have friends who maybe don't even realize that they're dead to you. Do you have any of those in your life? Because I have some of those. Not many. I'll say one of my friends that, you know, was in my, well, a few friends actually, but they're both moms now. So maybe things would be different now, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, they were in my wedding party and then it was like, never heard from them again. I was like, oh, well, I put a lot of meaning into our friendship and clearly you didn't. So lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. I got a couple of those of like people who I counted among my closest inner circle who have only met my son once and he's four or in one case literally have not met my four and a half year old son. And I thought we were really good friends and it's like, Oh yeah. You're yeah. One of my friends was a lifelong best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just peace out. Yeah. She, the reason we stopped being friends, she, um, apparently the night before my wedding, I found out after the wedding that she was trying to get my bridesmaids to go in and go against marrying my husband. And they were all like, Whoa, no, Wait, what was that? Doing that? that's not what we're here for. Hold on. Say that again. The night before my the night before my wedding, she was trying to convince everyone to talk me out of marrying my husband the next day, all my bridesmaids. She was not a good friend. And honestly, we were friends our entire lives. Like I met her when I was in fifth grade. And then, um, yeah, she did that. And after that, it was kind of like I saw her true colors. And uh, my Do you know why she tried like, to stop no. the wedding? At the time, so kind of interesting, at the time, I was working full-time and everything, and my husband was starting up a startup company. And um, at the time, you know, it hadn't really taken off or anything yet, so I think that she really just didn't have any hope in him, and now he's the one supporting our family, and it's like, ha-ha to her a little bit, because it's like, you know, you, you... didn't want me to marry this guy because you thought that I guess he wouldn't amount to whatever she thought that she needed him to amount to. And I was, I didn't look at it like that. I was in love with him and wanted to marry him. And, you know, I hoped that his business would work, but I wasn't like basing my life on that. You know, it was like, I wanted to marry him and loved him and did she talk wanted to, you to have about a family it? with him. And I didn't, no, I found out from another one of my bridesmaids. She was like, hey, girl, just want to let you know, such and such said, you know, we should all try and talk you out of marrying him because, you know, he's not going to amount to anything. And and wait, she was one of your bridesmaids? <laughs> yes. And she, you didn't kick she her out? She wanted to be my maid of honor. No, she wanted to be my maid of honor, but my sister was my maid of honor. So sorry for the door. Um, she tried to scoop your sister on the maid of honor thing. <laughs> yes. And then she tried to get the and wedding canceled. Also... Yes. Terrible person. I mean, she's just one of those people. She's married. Well, I don't even know if she's married now, actually, but she's got a kid and stuff now. But um, just one of those people that just didn't want you to be happy and like wanted you to be single and miserable with them. Misery loves company, I guess. Did you ever confront um, her about this? This is fascinating to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. So before I the wedding or after? after? After. It was after the wedding, which sucks because she's in all the wedding pictures and stuff. And now I'm like, oh, every and, time I see my wedding pictures, I'm like, damn it. And I have to ask too, does oh, this Sally. mean like when you were up there at, at the altar or where, however you did it, was there a part of you that was like quietly seething or were you able to put it out of your mind? I didn't know until after the wedding. Mm, mm. I found out like a month later. God. Oh, okay. And Got one it. of my other bridesmaids was, yeah, one of my other bridesmaids was like, hey, you know, I think you should know this. Such and such was trying to get everyone to call off your wedding like the <laughs> night before your wedding when she was drunk. She had a little bit of an alcohol problem. Not sure if she still does, but um, yeah, they were like, she was trying to get all of us to like, go in and together and be like, you shouldn't marry him. You know, he's not right for you. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and what's the confrontation like? So I confronted her like a month later, you know, she had been, she'd been messaging me and I found out about it. And I, at first I really didn't know how to confront it because I was like, obviously never been in that situation before and didn't know what to do. So I was just a little standoffish at first because I was like, I don't even know like how to approach this. And then eventually she was, I guess, kind of picking up on that and was like, you want to hang out? And I was like, not really. I was like, you know, I found out that you were trying to break up my wedding the night before. I was like, I can't believe you of all people, like one of my bridesmaids would do that. I was like, it's ridiculous. And at first she was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't do that or it wasn't like that. And then eventually she was like, okay, yeah, I did do that, but like, hear me out and whatever. And I consider myself to be a really good friend and she still to this day is friends with my sister and constantly is like, oh, tell blank. I said hi and I really miss her and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, good for her. Like, you know, I'm not going down that road again because I could never trust you again. But yeah. So just a lesson after, I mean, we were friends literally for like 20 plus years. So lesson maybe for others out there that years don't really mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Like I have friends that I'm close with now that only known for 10 years or so. And it's like, I could count on them for anything and everything. And, could never really count on her. She'd be drunk half the time. So it was like, if I really needed her, I couldn't really depend on her anyway. So, yeah, it's crazy first few years. And I felt really bad for my husband, too. It was like really heartbreaking for him. I mean, I feel that judgment. Yeah. And his parents were even like, what the heck? Like, because he's pretty close with them. So he was like, you know telling them about it and everything. And they really were upset about it, of course. Wow. So, and now here's what I yeah. like to, cause I'm getting the sense that you're a very nice person. You're, Thank we you. know you're a mom. The accent doesn't hurt. Yeah. Right. You have the Southern accent, <laughs> yeah. the charm. I do. Yeah. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> cause there's a part of me that's like, when I ask about the confrontation, there's a part of me where I feel like a lot of our listeners are like, Ooh, I hope you marched down to her house and knocked on the door and I took, know. took your yeah. earrings out, took your high heels off and said, if you got something yeah, to say, yeah. but that doesn't sound like <laughs> it's, it's you. <laughs> no, it's really not. I mean, I like took some time to think about 
how to approach it. And at first I wanted to like march down there and beat her ass, but I'm a pretty small person and she's a bigger girl and really likes to fight. So I knew I didn't stand a chance. So, (laughs) yeah. And I mean, she had done a few things to me in the past where, you know, we wouldn't talk for a few years and stuff. And I should have taken those signs back then. But um, I always let the thought of us being friends for so long like outweigh that. I'm like, well, you know, she did that, but we've been friends for 25 years or whatever. So, like, I can't lose her. But now my life's better for it, honestly. Yeah. I I bet, though, you're one of those people. You you mentioned you're small. You have the southern accent. You're very charming. (laughs) But I also have a feeling... I, I also have a feeling like you're one of those people that never betrays your anger, but I would not want you angry at me, if that makes sense. Yeah. I bet it does not yeah. feel good for people in your life when you are angry at them. Yeah, and I'm really bad about holding a grudge, too. It's I think it's just, like, ingrained in my blood for some reason. I just, like, it, once you cross me, it's kind of like, all right, we're done. Like, I don't need you in my life like I'll wash my hands clean of you but yeah so you're not somebody who's going to be down there and like let's fight in the middle of the intersection you're just someone that's like oh cool (laughs) you're non-existent to me now yeah you're gone now yeah you're dead to me and then you just say it like that I had um yeah when in my early 20s I had a kind of humbling experience I feel like You know, in my high school days, I was, like, pretty mouthy and, like, I guess thought I was the shit. And then early in my 20s, I actually lost my vision and my left eye just, like, randomly woke up one morning and it was gone. um, And it never came back. But um, I feel like that was, like, a really humbling experience for me. They, they, All the doctors thought it was MS, but um, I've actually been to the Mayo Clinic and everything and, like, they can't figure out what it is. It's kind of crazy. So this is but, still, um, this is in one of your eyes, you said, or or both? It's actually happening in both eyes now. It's kind of scary. I do have, like, a chance of going blind, but fortunately I don't have MS, and I've, like, kind of come to peace with it. You know, I've had it for, I think, like, 15 years now, and my last episode, so, like, I'll have these flare-ups, and it's, like, the nerve that connects your eye to your brain will get inflamed and attack your vision, basically. And if you don't get on steroids quick enough, you will lose your vision. And the first time that it happened, I was seeing a neurologist that was like, you know, we don't always, like, like prednisone. Like, it's got a ton of bad side effects and stuff. Like, we just don't think you should go on it. The vision should come back on its own. So I trusted him and took his advice and... Unfortunately, my vision never came back, and there's nothing really in the United States, at least, that they do for that type of thing. You know, there's stem cell research and stuff in other countries that have been a little bit promising, but nothing in the United States at this point. So, um, and That's yeah, so it's attacked my so other sad. eye a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. Um, but it's attacked my other eye a few times and I've gotten on steroids fast enough each time since then. Um, 
that thank god it's my vision has come back um but yeah i've got some permanent loss not not fully my left eye but it's kind of like these big black spots in my eye basically so i really can't see much out of my left eye and now in my right eye everybody has like a natural blind spot in their eye um and the most recent attack that i had was in my right eye my good eye and um it attacked that eye and where your natural blind spot is it was basically bigger than what it should be and it basically puts like a black cloud over your vision that you can't see through um so i got on steroids quick enough unfortunately i was pregnant and it i think it possibly threw me into gestational diabetes when i was pregnant and had to take 2500 milligrams of steroids for three days um but yeah so that was crazy but fortunately my daughter is almost three and i haven't really had an episode since she's been born so maybe pregnancy cured me or something well i'm glad to hear it's stabilized it's still really terrifying and i also have to imagine you know i i I hate to say it but i'm sure you thought about it but as a parent of a two-year-old and of another baby on the way the idea i sit here i go the idea that of you know having something degenerative happening in your eyes where you know there is a chance that it could get worse and yeah. flare up and you wouldn't see your kids anymore. I go, that's really I know. scary. That was like, yeah, that was one of the things that I definitely like prayed for over the years. I was like, please let me see my kid's face. Like that's the only thing I want in this life is like when my baby's born to just be able to see her, his or her face. And like, if that's all I get, just take it from me. But like, that's one of the things that I really was like, hellbent on i guess you could say oh i've kind of come to peace with it you know if i do lose it at this point at least i've had three years with my daughter and you know seen a lot of beautiful things i've been to ireland and you know going to a few other beautiful places but yeah so not to not to be a debbie or bring the call down but just thought i would let you know about my humbling experience well, first of all, I'm so sorry. Second of all, you never need to apologize for this. Third of all, on this show, I hate to say it, and I'm not even I'm making a dark <laughs> joke, but you know what I'm about to say. I'm like, listen, uh, if there's one place where you can get away with telling us about how you're a young mom with a degenerative eye disease and you might not ever see your kids yeah. again, and it's not that much of a bummer, yeah, the bar is yeah, set in some strange directions here. So you're good. You're good. <sighs> Nobody sure. nobody yeah. judges you on this oh. show, I promise. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, you've got a great group of followers and everything. So I don't feel judged by bringing it up. But um, yeah, it's just been, that was definitely, a, like I said, a humbling experience. It like chilled me out a little bit. I was kind of like, all right, like I got to like be a nicer person maybe or something. Like I got to get my shit together so that I don't lose the rest of my vision i gotta like prove to god or somebody that i'm not a bad person <laughs> yeah but i don't yeah, know that'll that'll so, put you in that mindset for sure yeah it definitely i mean you know it's like driving's difficult now i don't drive at night i'm scared to drive in the rain and like 
anytime I'm like in the grocery store or like out in public, I'm constantly like looking around and like making sure like nobody's on my left side because I can't tell you how many people I've like run over, <laughs> not, not in my car, thank God. I'm a pretty safe driver, but yeah, like I've plowed people over at Target and the grocery store and stuff because it's like those fluorescent lights especially are like blinding to me, it feels like. So wait, did you say you've plowed someone over? Yeah. Not you hit someone with a car? Oh no, you mean at Target like with with the cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank God. I thought like, I had a vision of you running a person down. over in a target parking lot. <laughs> <No. laughs> right. Good. No, no. Thank God. I have not hurt anybody. But yeah, I did plow a lady over. She was squatting down in my defense a little bit, but it was on my left side. And I definitely was just like, why is the cart not moving? And poor lady like popped up and I was like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. Like I can't see out of my left eye and you were on my left side. I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) She just kind of looked at me and moved out of the way, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that never comes back. I hope it is totally stabilized. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wild. <laughs> I feel like I'm in therapy right now. It felt good to like release that to you. Oh, good. I'm glad it helped. Now, uh, also, do you have to wear like really thick glasses or anything or, or like oh my gosh. sunglasses when you drive? Or... My vision, yeah, I always have to have sunglasses on me. Like the light is like bl- light in general is just like blinding to me so always have my sunglasses my vision's like already super poor um it's like i'm not sure if you're really familiar but it's like negative 450 in both eyes so pretty not not great you know if i don't have my glasses or contacts then i can't see anything in front of me clearly but um yeah fortunately it didn't mess with they call that your acuity. It didn't um, affect my acuity at all. And, you know, I can still see pretty well, like, in my central field, I think is what they call it, like in the center of my eyes. But, um, yeah, I've got, like, no peripheral vision on the left side. And it's basically like a big black cloud over my eye all the time. So, yeah. And when you have thick glasses and you have to switch to sunglasses all Uh the time. Is this something that your two-year-old has started to ask about yet? Or is it, that's just the fact that mommy has the sunglasses? (laughs) Every now and Every now and then, no, she hasn't really picked up on it, I'll say. But every now and then, if she, like, pokes my right eye, I'm like, please, honey, like, you have to be careful. This is mommy's good eye. Like, mommy can't see good out of the left eye. And if you mess this eye up, like, this is all I've got. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Other than that, no, she hasn't picked up on anything yet. And it's also not hereditary, thank God. Um, so it's not something that her or his future baby will get, which is great. That is great. She's got good vision. Yeah, she, they've checked her and everything. And I think she has an astigmatism, but, you know, that's a little different. Yeah. That could resolve on its own, I believe they said. Yeah, and I, I have one of those. That's a thing that you can deal with. In okay. Life. Yeah. 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 So, and I don't have that, so I didn't give it to her. Thank goodness. <laughs> good. But good, yeah. Good, good. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and do you, uh, can I ask, do you know yeah. what you're having as far as your next kid? Um, so I did, I will tell you, I did one of those like sneak peek tests where it's like, you can now do it at six weeks and it's like they mail you this kit in the mail and it's like $90 or something. They send you a kit in the mail and you take your blood yourself, which is a little weird because I'm not a fan of blood at all, but uh, take your blood and then you send the sample back. And as long as you're at least six weeks, they're supposed to be like 99.9% accurate. And it does say that we're having a girl. So kind of exciting. We'll have to worry about like new girl clothes or anything like that. Hopefully we'll be kind of set up with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're on to the name game now where me and my husband aren't really agreeing on anything. I really like the name Hallie, actually. And, you know, that's just too. I know. It's like a lot of the names I pick, I think he thinks are really like Southern names. But I don't think Hallie's a Southern name. My wife's name is Hallie. You know that, right? I know. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Tell her that. Go ahead and tell your husband. My wife's from <laughs> Westchester County, New York. It's sure. not a Southern name. All right. I'm going to throw that at him tonight and be like, hey, guess what? It's not Southern. And yeah. I talked to a podcast but, host about it, and he'll go, what I else know, did you talk oh about? And you'll be like, I mentioned a little <laughs> bit about my eye thing, and then also how I wanted to beat that one yeah. lady's ass after our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> he will uh, definitely support that because he's not a fan at all of her. And, oh, you know, he knows that she's like tried to contact me and bring herself back into the picture. And he's like, no, like, don't ever respond to her or give in to her. There's a cardinal right beside me. I'm not sure oh, if you can beautiful. hear it. I like birds. Yeah. We live um, in like a pretty rural part of town, I guess you could say. So there's not a lot going on around here. So the birds are kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm in an area of New got Jersey a lot of now that's. Birds right now. Oh, that's so nice. I moved to an area of Jersey where yeah. there's a lot of. There's a park not far from here that's known for bird watching. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we take oh, cow nice. there, and there's people there who are like. In like gully suits, and they have these giant binoculars and <laughs> monopods and stuff. And, oh my god, I'm not that big into it. No, you know, I'm I, just kind of. I can't imagine ever getting that into it, but I will say, I see the birds around here now, and I'm like, I'm starting to get it. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting old, but I'm starting to get why it's fun say, to think... see birds. <laughs> right? Yeah. In my last like five years, I've definitely picked up looking at birds a lot more than I ever have in the rest of my life. Maybe it is just a part of us getting older. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's also the thing, too, if sometimes you have a kid and you start to get... One of the one of the great joys of it <clears throat> that I don't think is talked about enough is that you as an adult start to get mm-hmm. excited because you know your kid would be excited about a thing. Yes. But then... Yes. At a certain sure. point, it's like, I'm excited for Cal. Like, we used to pass <laughs> trucks on the highway. I'd be like, oh, man, there's a cement truck yeah. coming up. He's going to be so Big psyched. One. And then he'd yeah. be in the back seat. I'd go, Cal, there's a cement truck, and the thing on the back is turning, buddy. You get to see a cement <laughs> truck turn. 
And then after a certain point, I'd realize oh. I'd be out on tour doing shows and I'm driving, you know, I'm like With driving Adam. from Portland to Seattle and he's not there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, there's an excavator. There's an excavator oh, on the back yeah. of a flat by a truck yep. with an excavator. And I'm like, oh, I'm just psyched now. <laughs> I'm just oh, it's psyched. just me, yeah. Yeah, and it brings yeah. back some of that joy for you. It's nice. Yeah, for sure. I find myself, like, if my daughter's not with me, like, and I see something like a rainbow fish. Right now she's obsessed with rainbow fish. If I see something that, like, resembles a rainbow fish or something like that, I'm like, oh, I got to take a picture and show her later or take a video and show her later. So right there with you. Yeah. They bring that simple joy to your life. <laughs> it's just a shame that they never let you sleep and also ruin any semblance right? of a social life you've ever had and you have to touch their feces all the time and oh, they'll God, vomit on yeah. you and not even apologize mm. and um, the boogers get me I'm uh, just like she walked up the other day and just wiped one on my butt and I was like what is that and I pulled off this red and green thing and I'm like what is this and she's like a booger and I'm like what Cal the other day <laughs> holding back trunks I'm like oh we had Cal swimming. I have my shirt off. He comes over and goes to climb onto me. I'm sitting on the ground. I think he's going to snuggle me. And then he just blows his nose on my chest on purpose. And I was like, what was I think, that? I guess. Like, what was that? He's yeah. like, well, we don't have any tissues. We're, we're here at the, we're at the beach. I'm yeah. Like, so you blow Go your on nose your on my chest? <laughs> what is my life? I used to have people's respect. I completely feel you. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be cool. Yeah. And people respected yeah. me. Yeah. Now you're using me as a human <laughs> napkin. Shoot. And just walking away. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Say thanks, gross little creature. Let's pause right there. Sometimes you might hear things like that. You go, I bet Chris is exaggerating a little bit to be funny. No, Chris is not. Blew his nose on my chest. Tried to walk away. I had to be like, hey, you don't use humans as tissues. Come here. We got to talk about this. And it was cute and fun and truly disgusting. Anyway, what a good note to head to some commercials. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. Guess what that sound was, everybody? That was the sound of the NutriSense biosensor, which is a small device. You put it on the back of your arm and then it provides you all sorts of real-time feedback. It's really cool. It lets you know how your body responds to the foods you're eating. It takes your exercise into account. It it tracks your stress levels. Okay, It tracks your sleep. It really gets all the different pieces of your health puzzle in one place, helps you analyze them. Okay, NutriSense is a very, very cool system. You take a photo of your meal, you adjust for portion size. NutriSense gets to work and does the rest. It tracks your data, sees your glucose trends, which is so cool to me. It understands your macronutrient breakdown for every single meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response, which is just next level stuff. This is next level health tracking. You want to talk about next level. Let's kick it up another notch. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all of your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. 
Try NutriSense today. It'll open your eyes in all sorts of ways about how your food and exercise and lifestyle choices are affecting you, how they connect together, puts all those different puzzle pieces together for you. It empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your lifestyle choices, your food choices. It's a really powerful tool. It helps you understand your body, helps you make some positive changes in your life. You can get all of this today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash beautiful and use code beautiful to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on Beautiful Anonymous. That's NutriSense.com slash beautiful. You save $30 off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. So happy to tell you about Talkspace. Talkspace has been a longtime supporter of this show. I believe our most frequent advertiser on the show ever. And I'm so thankful for them and, and thank them for being a partner because I really respect what they do. I'm someone right now is a perfect example. When summer starts going to fall, it's beautiful for a bit and then I really start to feel it. I start to feel that crush, that seasonal affective stuff happens. And then on top of it, right, summer's gone. That means the fun is ending. School is starting. Your routine changes as your kids' routines change. It's this transition. It can be hard. leaves people feeling low. And, and maybe what you need to do is talk to somebody about that. Maybe it's time, right? But I know that's an intimidating process. How do you start? How do you find a person you like? Well, guess what? Talkspace makes it very convenient. At home. Or wherever you're most comfortable, you can do it all online. Talkspace can make a huge difference. I'm somebody that I remember. You got to go and see a therapist or should I see a psychiatrist and what do I need and how do you find them and, and, and you got to commute there. And then if you hit traffic, you're feeling anxiety about being late to a thing that's supposed to help you with your anxiety. Try Talkspace. Talkspace does it online. Makes it easy, accessible, affordable. And I just really want to encourage you, don't wait. If you're somebody that's like, I'll see a therapist someday, but I'm not quite there yet. Well, don't wait for that rock bottom. Why wait till life gets even harder? Do it now. Take care of your mental health. Treat yourself right. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you. It's typically within 48 hours. Therapy is not some mystical thing. It's not something to be feared. It's just something that can help you shift your perspective, can help you find tools to cope during difficult times. It can be a light for you there when you need a guiding light. It's secure and private. Talkspace uses the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complies with the latest HIPAA regulations. Maybe most importantly, it's affordable. Talkspace is affordable and in-network with most major insurers. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for Beautiful Anonymous. That's Talkspace.com slash Thanks again to all the advertisers who help this show exist. Now, let's finish the phone call. I used to have people's respect. I completely feel you. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be cool. Yeah. And people respected yeah. me. Yeah. Now you're using me as a human <laughs> napkin. <laughs> and just walking away. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Say thanks. Gross little creature. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, you are c- catching a lot of um, bodily fluids. Mm. Becoming a parent for sure. Nonstop. <laughs> yes. Nonstop indeed. <laughs> mm. My daughter, um, a week or so ago, we were, I told you we live in like a pretty rural area. Um, and we were in the backyard and my husband was like, you know, I'm trying to work, take her in the house, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, come on, like, let's get in the house. Dad's got to work. And I bring her in the house and I look in her hair and I was like, why is her hair moving? She had a snake in her hair. I was just like, oh my God. A snake so in I, her I hair? I set her on my lap. Yes, in her freaking hair. I set I her on my lap. Shiver, like, just get went up my spine. I know. She's got really curly hair too. So it was like, I couldn't tell if it was, you know, something in her hair. Or like, you know, it was just her little curls bouncing around or whatever. And I was like, what is that? Then I saw it do like the little snake motion where it's, you know, swirled all around. And I was like, oh my God, that's a fucking snake. And she was on my lap, and uh, God, I feel so bad. I like threw her off my lap, and I was like, "Oh my God! Like, what am I doing? I'm the mom. Like, I need to do something here." So I like run over and I gr- I go to grab her, and thank God, <laughs> I tossed her. The snake flew out of her hair, but oh my God, it was pretty scary. Now you'll have it you was have it here, luckily. So... Um... Oh, it was luckily what. <laughs> Not like a poisonous snake. I did take her to the emergency room because she had like little like scab looking thing on her head. And I was like, I don't know if that's like a snake bite or, you know, a scratch from something else. I was like, I got to take her to the emergency room. Yeah, so of course, course, that's like 35 minutes away and I'm losing my mind speeding driving there. But um, yeah, it wasn't a poisonous or venomous snake. Thank God. So she was all right. You'll be happy to hear that our producer, Andrea, has put in our shared mm-hmm. chat document. Uh, the boogers made me gag. I would take 10 snakes in my hair over one booger. But to That's be amazing. fair, and Andrea, I think, will yeah. love that I said this. Andrea does have some Medusa energy, so I'm not surprised to hear that yeah. Andrea would take it, um... snake hair. Oh. She has informed me she regards that as an absolute compliment and is thanking me. Andrea is a modern-day Medusa in so many ways. I'm so happy you're all getting to know her. Yeah, a few of my friends are like, maybe she should be Medusa for Halloween. And and I'm like, it's a little too early for that. Like, Give me a a few weeks. (laughs) I can't laugh about that yet. I'm so psyched. I've got Cal a thousand percent on board with Halloween. I've made him my little Halloween buddy. And it's great because he, oh, he's so much like me. He's in a very easily scared kid by movies and shows, which I yeah. was so yeah. – I like I grew up when it was like Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers. Right, yeah. Couldn't take it. But then I had a job <laughs> in a magazine about haunted places in New Jersey, the great weird New Jersey magazine where I'd go to abandoned mental hospitals uh-huh. and loved it. And we we get all these scary Halloween decorations and – I had a situation the other day where there's um, like a plant nursery near us and mm-hmm. I saw on their Instagram, they're selling these pumpkins where they now can grow pumpkins inside of metal molds and make it look like a Frankenstein face or like a creepy oh, wow. face is growing out of the side of the pumpkin. And I took Cal and ran I down there. I have seen something like that. Oh, they're yeah. so cool. And 
I was like, yeah, we got to go. Cause I, they were like, we sell out of these things anytime we can get them. So I ran down. I was like, we, I saw how expensive they, I wanted to get like 10 of them. They were expensive. Yeah. So I realized we can only get two. And he picked yeah. two skeleton ones where it looks like skulls are bulging out of the inside of a pumpkin. And I kept them in our garage. Oh and then God. Hallie came home and she's like, I saw those things. I was at the nursery and I saw those and I was like, what kind of sociopath would ever want to get those? And of course <laughs> you and our son are like cackling yeah. with glee over them. And she told me that. And I was like, did you already tell Cal this? Cause she had been with Cal before I saw her. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I said, what are those pumpkins? And he was like, me and daddy got the freaky pumpkins from the plant store. And I, she, I was That's like, did amazing. you tell him that you hate them? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, what did he do? And she was like, he started laughing so hard at me. And I was like, my son. That is hilarious. My son. My boy. That's amazing. They're truly that the best. Is. Now two two yeah. years old means you're still you're still dealing with diapers here. We haven't turned the language corner as oh, well. Yeah. I just want to let you know, parent no. to parent, it turns a corner around three and a half oh. where the uh Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yes, where the language gets a lot of better. Just, like yelling at me right now. I'm hoping that kind of um goes away too. It's like everything that I say, it's like she's gotta protest it and like make me feel like shit about it. And I'm just like yeah. I know you don't want to take a bath at night, but like it has to be done. <laughs> yeah. And also see, you sound nicer than I am. And since you're Southern and have a Southern accent, I assume you're more polite <laughs> than I am. But my like, jer- my like Jersey Irish Catholic dirtbag side of me, like it's sometimes when he, st- <laughs> when they start talking back like that, like I just don't want to bathe. It's like, I almost yeah, want to just be like, fine. But I also just want to be like, yo, you're dumb. (laughs) Like, I'm smart. You're not smart yet. Like, you're not. Listen to me. I'm not not judging your intelligence because I don't know where exactly it's at yet. But I'll tell you, this is a dumb (laughs) choice. You're being, you're making a dumb choice. Just listen to me. You need to bathe yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to brush your teeth or no one will want to be around you. Yeah, that's another battle every day. Goodness. Yeah. You have to eat food. People who don't have kids will think we're kidding about this one. It's like, you can't not eat food. You have to eat food. Sit down and eat the food. (laughs) You have to. We can't argue about this. Yes. She's obsessed with bottles, so it's like... All day long, she'll be like, I want a baba. I want a baba. And I'm like, you can't have babas all day, every day. Like, you have to eat real food. You're going to be three soon. Like, put a strawberry in your mouth, please. I hear you. Well, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to, I mean, you got the little one on the way, but with the big one, you're going to turn a corner in about a year where the tension does break with something. I can't wait. Thank God, because that will be right. I think the baby's due. I miscalculated the due date at first, but I think it's due in the end of April. So she'll be almost three and a half then. So I'm hoping things really start looking up around that time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got the little one coming. Yes. 
I'm excited. It was. Um, it took us a while to get pregnant with her, and it did not take us nearly as long this time. So. Oh, that's fun. Oh, it was like the first try, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's happening again, huh?" Were you? <laughs> so you really were trying. It wasn't a surprise. Yeah. That's well, good. in my mind, yes and no. Like, in my my husband's 41, so he's like. You know, I'm I'm getting older. Like we have to have another baby soon, and I'm 35, so I'm like, yeah, we've got we've got some time, like five years or so, about when people stop having kids. I don't know. Actually, nowadays it's different, but yeah. So I thought we had a little more time, and you know, I figured since it took so long to get pregnant the first time, that it would also take as long the second time, and it did not. So. That was a bit of a shock for me. I was kind of hoping I had like a few more months of, you know, sure, enjoying life, enjoying wine a little bit. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, it yeah. is worth it. So, and then they'll play yeah. together and distract each other, and I'm jealous of that. That's my thought. Like, I'm really hoping having someone else to run around with will cut down on the mama, 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 mama yeah. so much. So yeah, sure. That would be lovely. It'll either cut down on it, or I hate to break to you, <laughs> double it. God, you're right. Yeah, because I don't know if me and my sister are super close in age. We're almost a year apart. I think we're like Irish twins. But... um we're like best friends, but growing up, you know, we fought a lot. So I think I'm going to have to deal with a little bit of fighting with them being three ish years apart. She's going to be kind of like the know it all I'm guessing. And the baby won't know anything and be annoying her and poking at her. So that'll be another challenge. Yeah. And your husband, you stood by his side. People had smack to talk. You, you, you mm-hmm. swiped them away. Good guy, doing good, has come through. Surprised every all the yeah. naysayers. Has he? Has he proved them all wrong? Yeah, good. I mean, big time. He um, he sold his business a couple years ago, or yeah, probably a year and a half or two years ago, and is doing very well. I'll say so. Definitely proved the naysayers wrong. <laughs> good. Good. But I mean, I would have stuck with him regardless, but you know, it's kind of funny now to be like, ha ha a little bit, but yeah. And what else? We've got two minutes left. Closing oh words. My God, are you serious? That freaking flew by. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out when you get to have an I adult conversation, so. when you spend all your life dealing with a two year old, it really, <laughs> Really? It flies by, yeah. Moves fast, yeah. I'll just, yeah, I'll just say thank you for um, all that you do. I feel like you are like a beacon of light for a lot of people. So thank you for that. And thank you for giving me something to listen to every week. I do wish you had more shows a week. I will say that, but I know you're a busy man. So more a week. I'll deal with just the Tuesday. Well, if people well, are I out there. do another podcast too, don't you? I do a New Jersey-based podcast. I really only listen to Beautiful and I'm, Okay. Yeah. If you're not from New Jersey, New Jersey is the world, admittedly, is a tough sell. But we do have mm-hmm. a few out-of-state okay. fans who are really obsessive about it. <laughs> well, I might check it out and see if I'm into it. All I've right. got a little bit of time on my hands during the day where I'm like, got to put in my 
ear pods and like zone out for a little bit so I don't lose my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you. It was great talking to you finally. I'm so happy I got the chance and just keep doing what you're doing. Absolute joy to talk to you. Happy to provide some distraction. Thank happy you. that your eyes have stabilized. Yes, happy it. that that lady didn't break up your marriage. Happy that your husband not only landed on his feet, but seems to be thriving. Happy to hear you got yeah. another one on the way. I want to wish you the best. Thank and you, Chris. We're doing a new thing where we're doing bonus content with five random oh, questions per caller. Are you willing to okay. stay on the line and come behind the yeah. paywall for the, the amusement of yes, the people? Yes, for sure. Yes. Right. Then we'll say In there like swimwear. Oh, wow. Wow. I love that. Uh, we'll say goodbye to all the listeners on the free feed then. And thank you so much for listening right. to everybody and to everybody who signed up for the bonus stuff. Five questions coming. Caller, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening to people wondering where this subscription content we keep mentioning is it's on the way anywhere it has been mentioned we will load those in so you get them as soon as the subscription service launches don't worry about it thank you for your interest and thank you to our great producer the medusa of beautiful anonymous andrea quinn thank you to shell shag for our theme song if you want to know more about me including dates when i'm out on the road chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about my mental health work and what i'm up to laughingtogether.org ever want to leave us a voicemail pitching a story because you think it's an important story or because our hours don't always work for you we'd love to hear it 973-306-4676 that is our voicemail line you can follow us on instagram at beautiful anonymous pod don't forget to join beautiful anonymous the community on facebook thanks for listening everybody